healthy functional spine is the unsung hero when it comes to nearly every motion we do in daily life. And yet we often give zero attention to it until we're experiencing pain. You know the metaphor that person is the backbone, like she's the backbone of our family. That's used to describe someone strong, supportive, the centerpiece, the one who makes everything come together and work. And this descriptive phrase comes from what our backbone, aka our spine, is to our body, strong, supportive, and arguably the centerpiece. My wonderful guest for this episode is Ashley Patton, founder of Ashley Patton Pilates, which was born from her passion for movement. Ashley started her career as a dancer, and from dancing to yoga to other movement practices, Ashley always came back to Pilates as a way to supplement her training and heal injuries. After teaching for nearly 14 years, her mission is still the same, to move and live consciously and help others do the same. With her, no muscle goes untrained, meaning you'll see and feel big balanced results, not only physically, but also mentally. Her extensive experience in pre and postnatal injuries and anatomy paired with her knowledge of modern day biomechanics and functional movement gives her a uniquely intimate and perceptive approach. As Ashley and I discuss, the spine is never seen as sexy. It's never on the cover of magazines blasting how to get the spine of your dreams. But let this episode bring a little glitz, glam, and attention to your spine. What I love about this episode is that Ashley shares a few exercises for strengthening the muscles that attach to your spine. However, she also gives a lot of info we can easily incorporate about how to give more care to our spine in the motions and habits of our daily life. One of the ways for me has definitely been trying to be more mindful of my posture when I'm working at my desk. Even though I get up often, when I am sitting, I tend to slowly curve forward until I look like a banana. Can you relate? If so, then this episode is one I encourage you to stick around for. Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself, not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, and all the things. If you're looking for the how-to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka no diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom, and finding wellness without the overwhelm, welcome mama, you are in the right place. Well, hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here myself. Yes. And before we dive into all the questions that we have today, would you mind telling people just a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you got there? Sure. So I teach Pilates. I've been teaching for almost 14 years. I live in New York City and split my time between New York City and Montauk. Montauk is at the very end of Long Island. It's a very special little beach town and um, it's 
we love it. My family and I, I have a son uh, with my husband and his name is Lincoln. And we love it because we can get both the, the city fix and our nature fix. So we get to do a little bit of both. Um, I've lived in New York now a little over 19 years. I um, was a professional dancer before I was a Pilates instructor. So that's what brought me to New York. And I've actually been doing Pilates pretty consistently since I was about 16 years old. And I'm turning 37 next month. So um, I've been Pilates a very long time. I actually used to do VHS tapes when I was in high school, like a very different time. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I worked for Equinox for a long time and because of the pandemic, I launched my own platform and um, I'm really loving working for myself and being an entrepreneur. So would you mind explaining for those who don't know or who have maybe only heard the term and aren't really sure what it entails, can you explain what is Pilates? So Pilates is an overall body workout. Um, and the key word being workout, it's, it's meant to work your body and it's a very balanced workout. So most exercises have both a stretch and a strength component. So because of that, it creates a lot of balance within the body. So that way no muscles are overworked or underworked or overtrained or undertrained, and it will move you through all planes of movement. So forward, backwards, twisting side to side, you'll squat, you'll bend over, and it will really, um, it's the kind of workout that you're going to finish feeling like you worked really hard, but you're also going to finish feeling really good. And that's why I love it because I love to work hard. I consider myself an athlete, um, having been a professional dancer, but I also want to feel good. And, um, you know, and especially now being a mom, taking care of myself is so important. And that's why I love the balance of the workout. Is it, um, it gives you this balanced workout. So you feel like you're stronger and you look better, but you also feel better. I love that. I, I love that it's a very, it seems like it's a really rounded workout that you're getting. And it's not just focusing on like say cardio or one muscle group. You're really working a variety of different muscle groups and, and adding in all those elements there to create this well-roundedness with Absolutely. your exercise. Yes. Absolutely. So I know that you know a lot about the spine when it comes to Pilates, and I don't know a ton about Pilates. However, I know that it does involve usage of the spine a lot and being very aware of it. And one of the great things about Pilates that I hear and that I have experienced in the Pilates that I have done is it, it brings a real awareness to your spine. So a healthy spine is essential, and yet it's something we just seem to kind of largely ignore until we're experiencing pain or discomfort. So with your knowledge of Pilates and and with your knowledge of movement that you have in the body, how would you describe a healthy spine? So... Good question. And I first want to start off with, you know, most people when I start working with them and having taught for a long time and having taught for Equinox for a long time, which is a very, you know, fitness focused place. And now that I, you know, in my over my years of working with different people, most people don't come to me with a goal of, I want my spine to be healthier. Right? <laughs> you never see it on the front of a magazine. It's not like your first goal, but it's so health, you know, a healthy spine is so important. And, and definitely people probably aren't talking about it until they are an extreme 
back pain or neck pain or where they've come to a point where their life is being limited by the pain that they're feeling. And I think often we wait, uh, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I can't pick up my child. I can't bend over to put my shoes on or, you know, it's, we often kind of wait until it's really bad to do anything about it. So a healthy spine is, first of all, we have different curves in our spine and we have these different curves to um, ultimately allow us to stand up. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of an anatomy geek because I'm a Pilates instructor, but the, the thing that uh, keeps makes humans and primates ultimately different is, you know, primates, they, they walk on all fours. They can stand up on two feet for a minute, but naturally they're rounded, which is, it's called our primary curve. Humans, we can stand up on two feet and we can walk and walk and walk. We have what's called both um, primary and secondary curves. And these curves are what allow us to stand on two feet and walk and what babies are developing when they're doing tummy time. So when they lift their head, they're building their cervical curve. And when they're on their tummy and doing tummy time, they're also building their lumbar curve. And it's this lumbar curve that allows us and babies to ultimately start to stand up, to walk, and then to run. So we have these different curves in our spine as a way for us to function, you know, just as humans. And then from a healthy spine perspective, um, you know, we want to have all of the bones stacked nicely and evenly in their in their primary and secondary curves. And that's what allows the discs, the nerves to function in a very happy place. And when a nerve or a disc is impinged or pressed, that little nerve that's sending the muscle, the message to the muscle is ultimately going to start to cause pain. So when there's impingement or when the bones are not stacked neatly and nicely, that's when injury starts to occur. And now how we maintain a healthy spine is not only having strength to stabilize our spine, to stabilize our pelvis, which, you know, supports our spine, but we also need to have mobility. So can you move well? Can you move freely? So you need to have that balance of strength and mobility for your spine. So it's kind of like when I first got certified, we talked a lot about the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. If you're a Tin Man and you're so strong, and now stiff does not necessarily mean strong, but if you're so stiff and you're moving, right, or maybe so strong that your spine can't really move, then that's not going to help the spine because your spine does move. So you can roll up and roll down and side bend and reach for the peanut butter or like bend over and pick up your from the, the uh, crib etc. But if you're the scarecrow and you're so loose, you can you move, 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 then those the vertebrae aren't going to be stabilized. And therefore, there's more risk for injury to happen because things are, you know, too loosey goosey. So, you know, everything in our life that we do is going to impact our spine. Like if you think about when you're like, example, when I'm in the shower, I always turn to the right to get my shampoo. I don't think I've ever turned to the left, but that's a repetitive motion every day that I do. So also how we live our life, whether that's like a, a you know, a, a daily fun, like a function of life, or maybe you're a dentist and you're always bent to one side looking in people's teeth, or maybe you're a hairstylist and you're always, you know, I, there's so many things that we do in our daily life that are going to inform habits in our spine. And so it's important to do things to counterbalance that, to keep that healthy spine and to maintain that balance of strength and mobility. I, okay. So I know everyone is now thinking, how do I grab my shampoo in the shower? Because I definitely am. I'm like, oh my goodness, that is something that I never 
thought of before. And, you know, it's one small movement, but as you add those movements up throughout the day and the years and the same motion over and over, it can definitely impact our spine. And I love what you said at the beginning about how no one ever talks about the spine, really. It doesn't get enough credit, the poor spine, until it's you're in pain. But, it, you know, it's not it's not sexy. You know, no one puts the spine on the cover of a magazine. But hearing what you just said in all of the detail, it's making so much sense that this is something we really need to pay attention to and to support over time and really think about as we go through our life. So what can we do to support and maintain a healthy spine? Or if we feel we should give more focus to our spine, people are listening to this right now and going, oh my gosh, when was the last time I even thought about the health of my spine? What can we do to improve? Got it. All right. So I'll start with from a lifestyle perspective. So something I often say is sitting is the new smoking. We years ago, smoking was, you know, everyone smoked and then we realized how bad it was. And now everyone is sitting and, you know, more and more because we're working more and more. And, you know, especially I think in the last year and a half with COVID and uh, people working from home and not even I know you live in Florida, right? Yes, I do. So in New York, you get up, you leave, you likely either walk to work or walk to the train. And there's still so much of our life that will get us up and get us moving to our job. But instead, we woke up, we sat at our desk, and we worked, right? Um, so sitting is really hard on our bodies because it's this repetitive motion. And I know I was just talking earlier about the shampoo. You repeatedly turn to the right every single day to get your shampoo. Sitting, any kind of most injury stem or any kind of problem stems from a repeated action or, you know, that over and over and over. So by sitting for hours, you know, our spine is shrinking and, sh and shrinking and shrinking. And if our posture is going this way, then think about what that is doing to your, the discs and the nerves and everything is getting shorter. Your psoas, which is, it connects your upper body to your lower body is getting shorter. And then all of a sudden we're tight and we're rounded over. And then it's this, you know, constant, this just over and over action of sitting and, and our phones and our computers and we're looking at our pets and our children. And it's, you know, so um, being cognizant of your posture and how are you working in your day? How are you living your life? A lot of my clients ask me, what can I do? I encourage every hour, get up, go get a glass of water, go get a cup of tea, go to the bathroom, um, you know, just being aware and making choices in your day of how are you going to work? Uh, especially now that so much is on Zoom, you can Zoom standing. You know, you don't have to be seated at your desk. If anything, actually standing might make you feel more confident standing on two feet. Um, so, you know, looking at your schedule for the day, oh, I can do this Zoom, this Zoom call standing. I'm, I am sitting right now. Um, not so like a hip, but I... As am I. And, I. and as she's saying this, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I should be standing. I guess starting with being conscious of your choices and, and conscious of your day. Oh, I have three back-to-back -back meetings. They're all on Zoom. Okay, the first one I'll do standing the second one I'll sit and give a break and the next one I'm going to stand um and you know uh just being cognizant of your time and your posture at your desk a lot of people now have those desks on hydraulics where you can sit stand and sit back down um but I would say the first thing from a lifestyle perspective is just how are you spending your day are you seated how, how do you commute do you sit in a car for an hour each way do you sit on a train for an hour each way um 
and uh, just being conscious of your your choices in your day and you know even what kind of chair are you sitting on are you slumped back you know working in your I have one client I see her she sits in her bed rounded like this and you know we've talked a lot about you know changing her posture and change is hard I I, I have a hard time with change too, but little things do go a long way. Even if you picked one meeting a day, you were going to do standing. Um, so from a lifestyle perspective, that's my, my number one is just how are you seated? How are you sitting? How are you using your devices? Um, they say that for every inch your head is forward of proper anatomical alignment, it feels like an extra 10 pounds of weight on your spine. So looking at your phone is about 40 pounds extra on your spine, depending on how you look at your phone. And even if you just start taking a look at people around you and how are you, how are they looking at their devices, you'll see, and you might not see it on yourself because you can't, unless you're looking in a mirror at how you're using your device. Um, those little things go a long way um, of, you know, how are you using your phone? How much time are you using it? Um, so I guess from a lifestyle perspective, just start by consciously observing your behavior. And um, those little things will go a long way, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I love that answer of just think through your day. Like you don't need to do a massive overhaul and stand for eight hours of your work day, but think through your day a little bit. And for those listening, I do just want to throw in there, since Ashley mentioned standing, I did just do a recent episode all about the dangers of sitting, and I think I put like 38 ideas in there for how you can stand more during your day. So let me just throw that little nugget in there. It was only a few episodes back, um, and so I would check that one out if you're thinking right now, like, okay, how can I stand more during my day? How can I get some movement into my day? Because... As Ashley said, that's a powerful statement right there of sitting is the new smoking. That's really something to consider there. So from a workout or a strengthening perspective, what are maybe some um, exercises? I'm not sure if you want to give specifics or just things that we could kind of call to our attention from a strengthening standpoint to keep our spine and the muscles surrounding it healthy and strong, especially as we age. Yes. Okay. So obviously aging, um, exercise as we age is really important from a bone density perspective, from a postural perspective, gravity, it happens. Um, so the, the first advice I can give is make sure your extra, your workouts are moving you through different planes of motion. It, you know, um, Walking is an amazing form of exercise. I know for a lot of us, that's like the quickest and easiest way. Put your kid in the stroller and go, you know, put a podcast on, your kid has a snack, you get 30 minutes and it's great. Um, but we want to make sure we're moving through different planes. You're rolling down, you're rolling back, you're stretching sideways, you're twisting, you're back bending, back extension. Um, as I've started taught more and more over the years, I really prioritize back extension and back extension for those of you who are like, what is back extension? It's basically you're lying on your stomach and you're, you're back bending. So you're lifting your head, chest and heart up off the mats. Um, you're, uh, you know, lifting, you're on your stomach, you're lifting one leg and the other, anything that works the posterior chain, the backside of your body. So important because so much of our, our life is spent forward over devices. We need to do extra strengthening to strengthen the back of our body to help counterbalance and kind of just like 
maintain that forward folding or that forward flexion that we do so much in our daily life. So um, let me give two examples. Um, or maybe three, if we have time, um, of just some exercises if people want to follow along. Um, so for example, an example of a Pilates exercise that is both stretch and strength and will move you through different uh, planes of movement, but also work on the mobility of the spine, yet the strength of the abdominals would be an exercise called the roll up. So you'd lie flat on your back. You reach the arms to the ceiling. Inhale, lift your head, neck, and shoulders up. Exhale, you roll all the way forward, reach to your toes. And then you inhale, begin to roll back. Exhale, roll all the way down. So you're working on articulating your spine to roll up and roll down. But at the same time, you're using the strength of your abdominals to help you roll up and help you control the descent so you don't just plop down. So that would be an example. You're, roll, you're, you know, you're mobilizing and articulating your spine, yet you're also strengthening your abs. So it's not just one or the other. They're working together. And a more mobile spine will help you be able to roll up easier and help you to control the descent. More strength will also allow you to do this exercise. For example, if you've just had a baby, the roll-up is probably going to be pretty hard because you're so disconnected to your abdominals. And preparing for exercise after you've had a baby is a different conversation, but it's a good example. You know, I know this is podcast for moms. You know, as you get stronger, you have the strength, but you also want the mobility. Um, another example of an exercise, you know, for back extension would be an exercise called the swan. So you're lying on your stomach and your hands are palm over palm underneath your forehead. Your feet are pressing down. Your tailbone is lengthening. This exercise is just about your upper back. And all you do is inhale, lift your head, neck and shoulders up off the mat. And then your exhale, lower everything back down. And here you're just working to strengthen your upper back. You're not only strengthening the back of the muscles, the back muscles, but you're also working on the, our, the mobility of your spine, even being able to mobilize off the mat. That in itself, lifting your head, chest, and hands up off the mat at once is pretty challenging because you're completely, you're not only going against gravity, but you're also going against what we do all day long, which is looking forward. Now I'm asking you to backbend. So it's going to be a smaller range of motion than you might think, but it's still working on, again, that mix of strength of your upper back and mobility of your upper back. And another, um, suggestion that I can make is any kind of side bending or side reaching so much that, you know, we start to feel squished by the end of the day, sitting, even, you know, like nursing our children or, or carrying our babies. Um, we're so crunched in our spine. So by anything that's a side bend or side reach will really help find more length through our sides and again, more space between the ribs and the hips and counterbalance the effects of that shortening that happens in, you know, from gravity, from sitting, from living. I, I think those are three excellent ideas. And let me just ask you, because I feel like people are going to have this question. If they're trying out the roll-up or the swan exercises, do you have a recommendation that how many should they do? Huge. Okay. Good question. So in Pilates, we typically do between eight and 10 reps of something. We don't do, you know, three sets of 10 or three sets of 15. It's a little bit different than maybe like a strength training class or a hit class. And that being is in Pilates, we like to keep you moving and the roll-up is similar to an exercise called the neck pull, which is similar to an exercise called the rollover. So in Pilates, you keep things moving, and um, and that way you have time to move through more exercises. It's kind of like less is more. 
Um, so usually about eight, eight on average is like your average amount of doing something. Mm. Yeah. I love how those exercises, they emphasize not only strength, but you kept using the word mobility. So it's really, when I think of articulating the spine, I don't know, something about that just sounds like it feels really good to me to do that, you know, to really think through every single vertebrae that you have and give a little focus to it. Because honestly, for the average person, when was the last time you did that? So maybe give that exercise a try again. It was called the roll up. So give that one a try and see how how you can articulate through every single vertebrae there and try not to, as Ashley said, try not to just like plop down to the ground on your way back down, trying to keep that nice control there and just kind of see where you're at with your spine. So what, looking at our spine health and maybe seeing where we're at and getting a little attention to it today, what does our spine tell us about our age? All right, great question. So Mr. Pilates used to say that you're only as young as your spine is flexible. So, um, you know, that's just food for thought, but that's something that Mr. Pilates used to say and that a mobile spine will really help you age well and move better. Um, so, you know, I guess if you're, if your spine is stiff, it doesn't mean you're old, even if you're 36 or however old you may be. Sometimes I feel like my spine is stiff and I don't feel old, but, um, you know, I think that, just noticing how are you able to move, the better you're able to move in your life and mobilize through your spine, the better you're going to be able to do it. everything else. If you're a tennis player, you'll be more agile on the court. If you are a runner, you'll be able to run more free. If you're a swimmer or you're playing with your children, you'll just be able to move better. So I like to equivalent a mobile spine and a strong spine with, you know, living better. And therefore, if you're living better, you can get a lot more out of your life, however you choose to live your life. So I think, you know, and as we age, we all get stiffer, we all get, you know, um, we can't do as much or move as much or have as much energy, but we want to try and counterbalance the effects of life on our spine. Definitely, for sure. With Pilates, it seems like you're really, you're strengthening your body, you're giving a lot of focus to different areas of your, your body. It's movement that melds well with your life. And it seems like you're saying that Pilates contributes to your life and strengthening all these things and giving that attention to your spine is just going to help you in everyday life and in everyday movement, which is going to help that aging process as we do all age. So we were talking about everyday life, as you just said, and we did touch on before how a lot of us are spending so much time in front of the computer, looking down at our phones. So what can we be mindful of? Because I know right now as I'm sitting, I'm thinking, okay, let me look like I don't have terrible posture in front of Ashley here (laughs) because Ashley and I have our cameras on for, for those of you listening. Um, what should we be mindful of when it comes to our posture as we can often sink into that that rounded shoulder, that head forward? And as you were saying, I found that really interesting how every inch is 10 pounds. So bringing attention to that, how can we kind of counter that and bring that to our awareness? You know, I would say it just goes 
goes back to being conscious about how are you using your device? How much are you using your device? How are you holding it? And I sometimes I try and hold my phone. And for those of you who I guess you can't see see what I'm doing, but I'm holding my phone in front of my head, my face, but my arms get tired. So you start to look down. But I, I, I guess like a very common theme in my life and how I like to teach and I, how I like to live, just starting with being conscious of my choices and my behavior and my actions. So how am I using my phone? Am I looking down rounding? Even can you like sit up a little and lean on your elbows or maybe, um, you know, is your computer stacked up on a few books or, um, are you lying in bed looking at your phone versus hunched over on your couch looking down? Um, so I, I, I really think technology uses a huge, culprit that I think I know technology use is a huge culprit of how our our necks and our backs are feeling. And so just going back to being conscious about how you're using these devices or or and also though not from a technology perspective, but from a mom perspective, how are you picking up your children? How are you holding your children? Um, how are you putting them down into the bed or getting them out of the bed? Um, those things go a long way too. I remember when my son was one or two months old and the neck and shoulder, it wasn't pain, but just like strain and what I felt from nursing and holding and changing. I was like, this is a lot. And I had this moment. I'm like, I knew Pilates was good for moms before I had a baby, but then I became a mom and I was like, every mom needs Pilates, not to like whip them back into pre-body, you know, pre-baby shape, but to like care for their body for what they're doing all day, every day, caring for their children. And um, I think what you were trying to touch on earlier is Pilates really helps you live your life better. And yes, it's about, you know, Years ago, I had a client say, there's something to be said for vanity muscles. And I completely agree with what she had to say. But Pilates will really help you live your life better and counterbalance the effects of all of the hard things that we do all day, especially being a mom. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Just bringing that mindfulness into it and into your movements and your motion and your daily actions, that can be so huge because it can really help you bring attention to it, especially if you are a new mom or a mom to any tiny human that still wants to be picked up, basically. <laughs> yes, especially multiple times a day. I mean, when before motherhood were you picking up a 25, 30, 40 pound human or object? And wiggly. So many times. Yes. And not like a 40 pound kettlebell that's like the solid little thing that, you know. Yes, just bringing, bringing that and then bringing that into your life and realizing all of the things that you do every day and being mindful of your motion of your emotions. So Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And I know everyone is going to want to connect with you. So could you please tell people where they can find you online? Definitely. So you can catch me on my website, which is www.ashleypattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpattenpatt
Oh, thank you so much for that, Ashley. I'm sure we all have some people reaching out. And again, those links that everything that she just said, those will be linked in the show notes as well. So if you just want to go there, you can easily click on those and connect with Ashley. Ashley, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Caroline. It was a pleasure. Love that episode and can't wait for more? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. There's new episodes every Tuesday, but in the meantime, why not come on over and say hey on social? You can find me on the gram, and I say the gram because, you know, I'm a cool mom. You can find me on the gram at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.